Good morning, listeners. God morning. Ooh, this is going to be a day of where do I begin? I'm overloaded. And I thank you, Lord, for showing up in my life and just giving me everything I need. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to Martin. Yesterday, I had breakfast with Martin. It was a business meeting, and towards the end of the meeting, God placed a question on my heart. So let me backtrack because you know I give everything to Jesus and he works out everything to our good and his glory. Amen. Well, uh, God placed a question on my heart. It was arbitrary, but it was something that I needed. And I asked Martin, I said, do you by any chance, blah, blah, blah. And Martin came directly with the answer. And it was exactly what I needed to hear, what I needed to know. And I sat back in my chair and I said, oh my God, that was directly from God. That was the answer I needed. So yes, listeners, God uses the people in our lives to talk to us, to answer our needs, to answer our prayers. So thank you, Martin, for being that vessel that you probably didn't even know you were being. Amen. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Deliver us, Lord. So where to begin? (laughs) Let's start with the meaning of good morning. G means get up. O, open your heart. O, open your mind. D, dedicate your day to God. Morning. M means meditate. O, optimize your resources. R, Remove all negative thoughts. N, never underestimate your potential. I, inspire someone. N, never lose faith. G, go out with joy and confidence. And so I say good morning to everyone. Pray with me, Lord. I believe that you created me for a special purpose and that you have a perfect plan for my life, no doubt. I ask that you fulfill your purpose for me and help me to do my part 
by earnestly seeking you daily through prayer and your word. Thank you that as I seek you each day, that you will guide me along the best pathway for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And now, God's gifts. This is a prayer my mother gave me a couple years ago. I've used it before. I asked God to give me happiness, and God said no. He said that it gives me blessings. Happiness is up to me. I asked God to take away my pride, and God said no. He said it was not for him to take away, but for me to give up. I asked God to spare me pain, and God said no. He said suffering draws you apart from worldly cares and brings you closer to me. I asked God to grant me patience, and God said no. He said, patience is a byproduct of tribulations. It isn't granted, it is earned. I asked God to make my spirit grow, and God said no. He said I must grow on my own, but he would prune me to make me fruitful. I asked God for all things that I might enjoy life. And God said, no. He said, I gave you life that you may enjoy all things. I asked God to help me love others as much as he loves me. And God said, ah, finally, you have the idea. Amen. Beautiful prayer. Okay, listeners, pray with me from a spectacle of glory. Suffering gets its start in sin. It's just part of the package of living in a fallen world that has ignored God and gone its own way. So if God were to get rid of suffering, he'd also have to get rid of sin. And if he did that, untold billions of people would be burnt to a crisp in a nanosecond. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God delays closing the curtain on suffering and sin because it gives more time for us to tell people who ignore God about the grace of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So let's do that today while there is time. Amen. Stay right there, listeners. We'll be right back. We're on a roll. Oh, trust and believe. Pray with me. 
Lord, please open my eyes to the opportunities you bring across my path today. If I have the chance to share a scripture, put it into my mind. If it's just a word that's needed, help me to speak that word. If there's only time for a friendly smile, will help me to smile from the heart. Listeners, you are of Christ, and Christ is of God. No more powerful words have ever been written. So I want you to take a minute to think this through with me. God gave you to Jesus. You are the Father's love gift to his Son. He assessed the price of your redemption and decided it was worth the torturous, bloody death of Jesus on the cross. So consider that for a moment. Believe me, it will shore up your heart against temptation. In fact, knowing how easily you fall into temptation, you need to memorize the following phrase. I cannot and will not do this offensive thing, for I am Christ. And that simple phrase is all the Holy Spirit needs to pull you back from the edge of disobedience. Let's say it again. I cannot and will not do this offensive thing, for I am Christ. And commit it to memory, listeners, if you can, because at the ready and in the moment when you are tempted, that phrase will help you get right back on track. Do your best today to show the world around you that you belong to Jesus. Pray with me. Father, thank you for paying such an un price to rescue me from an empty, hopeless life. Since you have given me to Jesus, I want to be a gift that brings delight and not grief to his heart. I want to please him and you, Father, with the choices that I will make today. Amen. Now, there's a book called Praying the Names of Jesus by Anne Spangler. She's a best-selling author, and I wanted to share this. Most of us picture lambs as downy white animals frolicking in rolling green meadows or carried tenderly in the arms of their shepherd. Lambs represent gentleness, purity and innocence and it is one of the most tender images of Christ in the New Testament. The phrase Lamb of God has was given by John the Baptist 
John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 7 says, He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is silent, so he did not open his mouth. It is unheard of or very hard to understand the title Lamb of God without understanding something about the practice of animal sacrifice in both Old and New Testaments. The sacrificial system provided a way for God's people to approach him even though they had violated the law. When an animal was offered, its blood was shed and its flesh was then burned on the altar. When the animal was completely consumed by fire, the sacrifice was called a holocaust. When only part of the animal was burned, it was considered a peace offering intended to restore union with God. Those who offered sacrifices understood that the animal being sacrificed was a symbolic representation of themselves and their desire to offer their own lives to God. In fact, the sacrificial system represents God's way of instructing us about what it means to approach a holy God. The Jews knew that the lamb represented innocence and gentleness. And because the sacrifice was meant to represent the purity of intention of the person or people who offered it, lambs had to be without physical blemishes. The phrase, Lamb of God, is found only in John's Gospel. And in fact, 29 of the 34 New Testament occurrences of Lamb occur in Revelation. And that is how the book is named because of what it reveals about who God is. The New Testament refers to God's followers as lambs. Because the temple was destroyed in A.D. 70, animal sacrifices could no longer be offered. Wow. What do you think of when you think of Jesus as the Lamb of God? That explains it, right? Stay right there. We'll be right back. Mm -hmm. 
And here is a prayer of repentance. It is a Psalm of David when Nathan, the prophet, went to him after he had gone in to Bathsheba. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean spirit, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall forth my lips, so my mouth shall show forth your praise. For you do not desire sacrifice or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. Do good in your good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. Oh, there was more. I thought so. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering, then they shall offer bulls on your altar. Amen. <clears throat> and now, from the Bible in one year, they are spotlighting Psalm 100. Shout with joy to the Lord, O earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. 
We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues to each generation. Amen. And Proverbs 14, verse 11 and 12. The house of the wicked will perish, but the tent of the godly will flourish. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. Amen. And now from Pray More. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're asking for the courage to admit that we're wrong. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 7. Then Nathan said to David, Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. The Lord sent Nathan to comfort David about his sin. The prophet Nathan gave David an introspective scrutiny into his own heart with the story of the poor man's lamb. David's crimes, though committed in secret, had to be judged publicly. God said he had given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, and he confessed his transgression against the Lord. God forgave him, but the far-reaching consequences of his actions remained. The child conceived in sin would die, and David's future kingdom would come to ruin. Listeners, admitting our guilt takes courage, especially when faced with repercussions, and it is tempting to pervert God's word to justify our behavior or even blame someone else. Our immediate confession will always be met with God's grace. The consequences of our bad behavior, however, cannot be averted. Acts 17 verse 27. They should seek God in the hope that they might feel after him and find him, although he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. God is not some distant foreign deity, listeners. He is a lot closer than your very breath. Remember, God more often than you breathe. Imagine thinking of God with each inhale and exhale. Pause in this moment and feel that breath. Inhale, exhale. Feel God's presence. Recognize that he is above. He is below. He is within and without. 
With these ideas at the forefront of your mind and the awareness of his love in the depths of your soul, there is no room for fight, for flight, or for freeze. Only peace as you live, as you move, and have, and as you have your being. Amen. Lord, you are not some piece of wood or stone. You are a living God who is working in my life, taking care of me, and bringing me peace and contentment in this very moment as I live and breathe. Amen. We're going to close this podcast with God's whisper, his word to us today, and it is always joyful. He says, I know that it's not easy to be joyful when life gets hard and is continually leaving you empty, but these circumstances in your life are precisely designed to remind you that you are to have complete and constant dependence upon me. You were never meant to be self-sufficient. Your joy depends on your dependence upon me. I want you to be joyful always and pray continually. There is always joy in my presence. Calling out to me and sitting at my throne of grace will remind you that I will never leave you or forsake you. You can rest in my peace and count on my grace to find you right where you are. When you are continually praying to me, you show a deliberate dependence upon me, which moves my heart and moves my hand. While you pray and study my word, Seek out the promises that I've made to you so that your mind can be transformed. It is through my promises that you can live each moment assured that I am with you and for you. My joy, which is your strength, will keep you from living in fear and being dismayed. I want you to simply delight yourself in me and know that your faith glorifies me, bringing about every good blessing in your life. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We hear you, we believe you, we trust you, we adore you. Thank you, Lord, for your word today. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 says, Always be joyful. Bye for now.